NBA free agency has begun. It's Maddie and Patty, coast to coast from the North Coast in Lake Charlevoix, Michigan, on a little vacation. It's Pat McMenamin to San Francisco. It's Matt Youngner. Say hello, Maddie. Hello, Patty. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good. Summer. I'm on vacation. It's beautiful out here. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. Welcome to the Cleveland Sports Hour with Maddie and Patty. By way of introduction, we are two long-suffering Cleveland sports fans who spend far too much time watching, reading, and thinking about the Cavs, the Browns, and the Tribe. We are unapologetic homers, but we are self-aware homers with brains. So if you'd like the informed, intelligent Cleveland fans' perspective on all things Cavs, Browns, and Indians, you've come to the right place. Uh, now, Maddie, we opened with a clip from Raiders of the Lost Ark there. That's the climactic scene where the Nazis open the Ark of the Covenant and the power of God blasts them all with lightning bolts, melts their faces, and explodes their brains. Uh, Indiana Jones and Marion are spared by virtue of keeping their eyes shut. Um, it strikes me as an apt, if overwrought, metaphor for this summer's NBA free agency. <laughs> if I had only listened to Indy and just shut my eyes to Twitter, I could have opened them days later and just learned what happened. Learned, you know, where these different free agents went. Learned that Kevin Love, of course, of course, re-signed with the Cavs. And that Amon Shepard signed for a reasonable deal of four years, $40 million. And, of course, that Tristan Thompson's close to a big contract, but he's coming back. These are all things I knew were probably going to happen, but instead I had to open my eyes to it and go along for the insane, crazy-ass ride. And, you know, if I closed my eyes, I wouldn't have had to witness the Lakers' face melting in real time uh, or the Kings' yeah, that was fun. Or the Kings heads exploding. Uh, I would have been much more productive and socially engaged with my family on vacation. Uh, Maddie, can you explain what what the hell just happened? Just quickly, I, I'm honestly not. I'm still not sure. It's. I'm still this making so sense weird. of it. It's still going. It's still happening. Yeah, still going. A lot of moves still to be made. I guess all the big pieces are sort of off the board at this point. But this is. It's weird. I don't quite know what to think right now. Yeah. No. New world. It's a, it's it's a little crazy. Uh, now, Maddie, there's a lot to get to in this hour, uh, but before we get into it, let's give everyone a quick rundown of what we're going to get into uh, in this in this next hour. Uh, we're going to start with the uh, Cavs off-season review. We'll look at the free agency moves, what we did in the draft, and what what we can expect next to happen. Then we're going to move on to the general NBA free agency from a Cavs fan's perspective. We'll talk about the Lakers, the Kings, and the Knicks uh, and other teams. Uh, some of our favorite moments, uh, scariest moves plus our early uh, rankings and playoff predictions for the East and the West. Uh, and because this is the Cleveland Sports Hour, not the Cavs podcast, we will also touch on the Browns and Tribe, namely answering the questions, is it time to start paying attention to the Browns? No. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, is, it time to stop, is it time to stop paying attention to the Tribe? No. At least not yet. It's not looking good right now in the uh, Tribe game. Uh, so, Maddie, let's start off with the Cavs offseason. Let's start off with the latest news that we're dealing with, and then we'll work our way back to uh, the beginning of, of uh, the offseason. Uh, David West continues to be the big uh, NBA free agency rumor for the Cavs right now, the idea that we're actually pursuing him for the veterans minimum. Maddie, this, this to me encapsulates the offseason that makes no sense at all. Yeah. 
It's a, he turned down a twelve million dollars from Indiana this year to come back and take the veterans veterans minimum with us or San Antonio or Golden State. I guess is in that too. <sighs> Super weird. So crazy. That I know was, he's made a lot of money, but twelve million dollars, man, come on. I, I mean, that's a he's trying down eleven million dollars, right? Because yeah. that was like one point five or something like that. Yeah. The fuck? <laughs> what is going on? I thought it was a little weird that he opted out when he did. I guess he must be super frustrated with what's happened in Indiana, but mm -hmm. still, I don't know. I mean, you know, he's old. He was in LeBron's uh, draft class, yeah. but he's obviously. I think yeah. he. I think he went all. I think he went all four years at. Uh, yeah, he, no, he, he, so he's. He, he turns thirty six next season, which is yeah. crazy. But you know, he's like five years older than LeBron. So uh, a three year so deal doesn't make any sense for him. But no. But this is yeah, but still. But this to me is emblematic of, of what's been happening in free agency. Up is down, cats and dogs living together, mass hysteria, free agents signing with small market teams over big cities. Uh, we'll talk about this later, but Monroe and Milwaukee, the Lakers were just clowns. Uh, the Knicks have been shopping the discount aisle. The Spurs yeah. are big players. The Spurs are big players in free agency. Players are turning down more money for extra years, you know, and taking, you know, and turning down extra years for the right fit, like left and right. It's it's crazy. I mean, yeah. Most, and on 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 top ahead. of that, the the ballooning of the salary cap next year and the year after has thrown my perception of value way out of whack. Mm -hmm. So oh. I really the analogy I use is that it's like participating in a new fantasy league with people you don't know <laughs> for the first time in the draft. You just have no idea how they value stuff. So it's like oh. so all of a sudden a, a wide receiver is going for $60 or something. You're like, what the hell? What? That's, that's not that's how crazy. I value That's way things. too high. That's way too high. And then, of course, like the next three on your board go for uh, uh, slightly more. And you're like, oh, shit, do I have to spend uh, you know, ten times, you know, more than that just to be able to get a decent receiver? It's, it's ridiculous. It's so, it's so weird. Yeah. And on top of that, there's also this this change in the league of what people value and big men being less valuable, maybe, and three and D guys being super valuable. So that Mari Carroll's getting four years and sixty million from the Raptors, which and people are not people so roundly where I've read feel like it's a pretty good deal. That would, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know what to believe anymore, Pat. What what I've been seeing is that you have to discount any contract you see this year. By 30, 33%, right? Or 30%, something like that, which is how much the caps is expected to go up by percentage wise, right? Over the, or at least over the course of the next two years. Right. Um, so, you know, a $10 million year, like Schumpert's, we'll talk about uh, $10 million a year, $10 million a year for four years is really $7 million a year for four years, which sounds great. That's a great, uh, uh, you know, get for him. Mm -hmm. um, so, I, you know, but still, I, it doesn't feel right. It still, it still feels wrong. No, I haven't adjusted to it yet. Uh, I don't know how to evaluate things just hearing them like I felt like I could in years previous. You gave me a year range and a dollar amount, and I could feel confident to say good deal, bad deal. I don't, I don't have that confidence right now. I have to yeah. do a lot more thinking. And I'm getting worried about how much Mozgov's going to cost us next year. I mean, I'm thinking it starts at 15. That's going to be nuts. Um, if we, For sure. Even if we have the cap, or how, how, I don't know how we manage the cap with that. But um, – all right. Well, let's let's go back to the beginning uh, of free agency, Maddie. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, you know. For, for me, you know, first of all, you know, Cavs Twitter has been crazy for the whole free agency period. It was last year too, and I love that Cavs Twitter opened free agency with a notice to everyone 
We are everywhere. Yeah, shot across the bow. We are everywhere. We track airplanes. Cupcake stores have NBA sources and break news. We sit poolside in L.A. while you try to have your casual meeting in plain sight. It started with this bomb from – actually, I don't think he's a Cleveland guy, uh, Jensen Clan 88 uh, I think he's. I think he's like what GQ or something like that. He's some kind of main magazine reporter. Yeah, I'm not sure honestly. Oh, hold on. I've got it. so this will happen a lot in, the, in this podcast since I'm on vacation and my son is running around. He's telling me he has chocolate. It's breaking news. My son has chocolate. Arthur, awesome. High five. You got chocolate. Good job. I'm I'm doing a podcast, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> my cousin, my my nieces and nephews and son Arthur, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but right, so it starts off with Jensen Clan 88 saying, uh, listen, I'm no watch, uh, uh, but pretty sure I just stumbled on LeBron Kevin Love meeting, which w- with, with what is unmistakably LeBron sitting looking very surly on a deck chair and Kevin Love carrying a chair over to join uh, LeBron in L.A. Because, you know, of course they hate each other, right? So they would never be spending time together uh, in L.A. unless it was an important meeting. By the way, Pat, I think Woj, not Woj there for Woj Narowski. Oh, is it Woj? Why go? Isn't it? Don't I say Woj bomb? I always see people like okay. doing W A A A J uh, when they're being like I don't know when they're celebrating a Woj bomb or Woj bomb. I'm, I'm just that, guessing if it's my thoughts on how to pronounce something versus your thoughts on how to pronounce something. I'm. I think my thoughts are probably right. <laughs> Perhaps you're right, but this could also be the difference between <laughs> whether it's GIF or GIF. Uh, I I can never decide. Con- it's GIF, right? Possibly. Yeah, I don't Possibly. know. Possibly. So at the same time, this is Twitter, which I am slightly more uh, uh, well-versed in than you are. So, um, that's, in, in Twitter that's speak, true. In Twitter speak, Waj might be a more uh, acceptable uh, 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 condensing of his name or nickname. Anyway, uh, so anyway, you see, we see that, that post, right, Maddie? And that, we're feeling good about love. I mean, I'm hoping, I'm feeling hoping, great. I'm hoping for a two to three year deal, content with a one year deal. You know, I, I get it. I would not be scared about that, but I would get it. Holding a candle for a full five-year max, but I don't have any concerns at all that he's not going to resign with the Cavs. Then, Chris Broussard tweets this. Sources, Lakers have spoken with reps for Kevin Love, and a meeting this week is planned. Mm. Oh, shit. Heart sinks. Yes. Um, uh, uh, speaking of which, uh, Broussard has a reputation and a history of this, of, of bad tweets. Uh, it's gotten to the point yeah, where now... <laughs> His sources are terrible. <laughs> terrible. I mean, he's got to fire those sources. I mean, <laughs> they have not been treating him well. Uh, what he normally says is, uh, or the, the, the meme that, that pops up is uh, uh, Chris Broussard's uh, face in a tweet saying, multiple sauces report that I'm having barbecue tonight. Uh, but I mean, I like, I like Broussard as a Cleveland guy. It's just, yeesh, he is wrong a lot. Like more so than Wendy is wrong. And he's also a little bit of a homophobe. So that's not so cool. Is he? Yeah, no. When that, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember what the event was that brought it up, but I think it was the first gay player in the NFL or some kind of announcement. No, no, I think it may have been uh, uh, the gay basketball player. What's his name again? He's retired now. John Amici? Collins, isn't it Jason Collins? John. Oh, that guy, Jason Collins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason Collins, we announced He played. That. Yeah, no, no, no. But, oh, he, that's right, he came back. He, he was out of the NBA for a year when he made the announcement. So he came back and played. That's right, I forgot about that. Anyway. Broussard came out and said, like, because he's yeah, it's his religious convictions and said he wasn't cool with it. And, uh, you know, it was, you know, I was like, you, you didn't have to say anything. Oh, I just, that's right. I was like, I just, just don't say he's it. Super just, Christian. Yeah, just, just don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Just, you know, know, know your audience. Uh, anyway, uh, meanwhile, the Spurs got a crazy discount to start the day on Danny Green. 
They trade Splitter, and they seem destined to sign LaMarcus Aldridge. Of course, they ended up signing him. The Heat signed Drogic for less than the max. Even the Bulls got a discount on the Patrick, on the Patrick Bateman of the NBA, Mike Dunleavy. <laughs> <laughs> Patty, this, this is a very unhappy Patty. But then... No, things are looking bad. Then, love scoops everyone. That was the coolest thing, that nobody got this. Love scooped everyone and tweeted a link to his own uh, uh, article on his day job as the senior editor at the Players' Tribune. Uh, what the hell is the Players' Tribune, Pat? It's, I think it's a Derek Jeter publication, or Derek Jeter wank spot, where you can just, uh, you, know, you know, if you're rich and you're a player, you know, if, uh, you know a, a millionaire sports athlete, and you want to uh, tell the world something, you can just go there and do it. Uh, I think that's really? all. The I think that's all the qualifications you need. Yeah, yeah. Have who you not seen? It? I, I, I don't know. I mean, Derek Jeter runs it. He founded it, but I forget who the uh, backers are. Uh, How come I've never heard of it before? I don't know. You haven't been paying attention. The uh, love, uh, love's first post there was shortly after the trade, uh, where he, you know, sort of explained what he was going through during this time when he couldn't talk because the trade was about to happen between the Timberwolves and the Cavs how he feels for Andrew Wiggins and what he had to go through, uh, the bonding trip they had uh, to, to Brazil, uh, the Cavs. Yeah, it was all there. You, how often uh, do you go to the Players' Tribune? Uh, only when there's a post written by uh, uh, senior, senior editor Kevin Love. Oh, okay. So only when you see it on Twitter someplace else do you go. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Okay. You got chips, Arthur. Matt, Matt, breaking news. Arthur got Cool Ooh. Ranch Doritos. Cool Ranch Doritos for Arthur. Oh, that's chips. good. They tell me they're not chips, but they're in a bag that's marked Cool Ranch Doritos. So I, nah, he doesn't know. He needs to check his sources on that. Uh, so uh, let's just quickly read it because it's a very short post, uh, and I want to quickly a- analyze it. It's titled "Unfinished Business." He writes, "Well, we'll pause for the sirens here." Is there a manhunt in your gone. neighborhood? Manhunt in your neighborhood, Maddie? No, I think that's a fire. <laughs> it's titled uh, "Unfinished Business." I'm going back to Cleveland. After game one of the NBA Finals, that's when it really struck me. Sitting on the sidelines, I never wanted to play in a game more than that one. I had dreamed of playing in the NBA Finals, and I just wanted to help my guys win. I couldn't have been prouder of them as they poured their blood, sweat, and tears onto the court. I think he may have been listening to uh, the Maddie and Patty podcast and been inspired to uh, quote Churchill there. I think that's right. All he was missing was toil. You missed toil. That's usually the one everyone misses. Uh, Everybody leaves that out. Exactly. It's the best, the best one. It's the best part of that four-part uh, four quote. Anyway, uh, yeah, of course, I heard the free agency rumors, but at the end of the day, and after meeting with my teammates, it turns out pools are great meeting places. And mm. with front office, well, mm. nice. A little sass. Love it. And with the front office, it was clear that Cleveland was the place for me. We're all on the same page, and we're all in. <laughs> I'm glad that he's like he's on corporate message there. Uh we have unfinished business now, unfinished business, and now it's time to get back to work. So quick analysis. Uh, on the plus side, he clearly wrote it himself. No as-told-to stuff like LeBron did. You think those uh, are his words? Yeah, I think so. I, I, it, it wasn't particularly like, amazingly written. It's not, bad, it's not poorly written by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not like Lee Jenkins, you know, really well-written. <laughs> like Lee Jenkins was, was a professional writer. That was a good piece that he did uh, for LeBron. Uh, uh, as told to Lee Jenkins, uh, but this was just kind of straightforward. And uh, um, it was, you know, I'm not downtown it was super short, but it was funny. He had some funny stuff in there. I mean, I kind of wish a couple good ones, a couple good lines. Uh, I kind of wish he just repasted LeBron's letter as his own. I, I saw that post somewhere. That was pretty good. 
would have been great. <laughs> I've now realized what Northeast Ohio, what I mean to Northeast Ohio. It's been great. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say, so there's one, one big prediction I think you can see in this piece, but also some of the Twitter responses he's been sending out since then, because I've been following him on Twitter. Uh, I have a little prediction for you, Maddie. I think Kevin Love is about to become a favorite Cav for a lot of people. Oh, you think so? Big time. I mean, obviously, a lot of, a lot of the ladies like him, my, my wife, uh, first and foremost. Who's that? First thing she said when she saw him. Uh, What'd you tell her? <laughs> I said, hands off. Uh, no, I, think, no, I, we, think I, I think what I told my wife is you're way too old for her. I got bad news for you. <laughs> Fucking 25 years old. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. That went over well. That's great. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> I'll use that next time. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, funny thing is we, we did get to see this this past year because – and the year before that because he's been dealing with trade rumors and questions about his future and his loyalty to the team and, and does he really want it? Uh, uh, does he want to chase money? Is he, is he a stat stuff? You know, he's like, you know, stat hound, empty, empty rebound stats, empty, you know, meaningless stats. All those questions have been surrounding for the past two or three years – and he's actually been a really funny, smart, and super open, engaging guy with the press in his first like four years in Minnesota. Apparently, by all accounts, it was only when the uh, he didn't get the full max uh, extension sheet and grew unhappy that all of a sudden his honesty got turned against him, and he started like getting in trouble for everything. I mean, for God's sakes, yeah. he, he you know he he picked uh, his UCLA teammate uh, for MVP, and people are like, oh, he doesn't like LeBron. I mean, anything he says, any openness he has gets twisted and stuff like that. So he's been quiet. He just shut up. He just stopped talking. So I think we're, you know, we, we have going to unleash him a little, yes. little bit. Yeah. And now he doesn't have to worry about any of that anymore. Oh, except that he always had to deal with that. Not 24 hours after he uh, announced he was resigning with the Cavs, a quote report surfaced that rival GMs expect him to be on the trading block within one to one and a half years. Uh, uh, I'm sick of that. <laughs> not even 24 hours and already, uh, uh, you know, the NESN, New England Sports Network, ha- uh, had a story that's the third result. If you Google Kevin Love's name, you at least went to it yesterday. NESN's story uh, about this uh, was the first thing, that, the third thing that comes up. Um, one thing I would just like to say, by the way, Maddie, I put uh, 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 Wodge, as I like to call him, not Woj, uh, posted, <laughs> yeah. posted this tonight. That sounds like a porn, a porn star when you call him that. Well, you know, it, maybe it's a it's a it's a it's a mark of respect for me that if if I if I pronounce your name wrong and stick to it, if you 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 join the pantheon of names that I mispronounce. Um, anyhow, uh, uh, he tweeted this the night before free agency opened. Uh, quote: The Boston Celtics are still awaiting word, still awaiting word on whether they'll get a meeting with Cleveland free agent Kevin Love. <laughs> hey, Maddie, breaking news: They're still waiting. Still waiting. Still waiting for that meeting. Oh, one side note, I saw that was a lot of fun. That was so much fun. And the best part was the lead up to it. This is where I was not worried at all. Uh, 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 Waj also uh, uh, tweeted out uh, sources. If Kevin Love goes forward with visits in July, expect Boston to sell him on pursuing a group of Love, Robin Lopez, and Paul Pierce. Yeah. (laughs) I love that one. (laughs) I love that is laughable. This is. This is why he's he he's you don't he's not blowing smoke up anyone's asses. He he's he's proven himself time and time again. This means someone in Boston seriously thought this was a pitch. <laughs> oh my God! They're joining the ranks of the Lakers and the Knicks. This makes me so happy. Uh, so bad. Right. Uh, you know, the last thing I'll say about this is that it, it's clearly very good for the cap because this uh, this deal, which was five years, one hundred twenty million, one hundred ten million, will be effectively and, less than the, will be effectively less than the max starting next year, right? Yep. 
almost immediately. It's it's a value. It's a value. Um, and, and you, know, I, you know, it's a player option for the fifth year, right? Mm -hmm. So it's it's definitely four years that we get. We get four years for sure, and then we'll see about the fifth year, which is fine. It means, it means we have the core. You know, LeBron, TT, hopefully is is working towards it. But LeBron, TT, uh, uh, Kyrie, and Love next four years. We got them. That's amazing. And Chumper. And Chumper, too. Chumper next four years, too. Um, and the last thing I'll say I think is interesting to me is that it's interesting that security against injury, uh, getting security against future injury, but more importantly, all the BS he had to deal with, uh, uh, putting that aside was worth more than the extra 20 to $30 million he could have earned by waiting an extra year. Like, I think he did this mostly because he wanted to be able to start talking again. Because you can see how quickly he started talking uh, on Twitter. Yeah, it's, I, it's really refreshing. It's a good observation by you. Because yeah. he really did have that kind of person. For God's sake, he's uh, Wes or whatever his name is in the in the Uncle Drew videos. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Wes. Exactly. You know, he clearly likes to have some fun, and Ma last year didn't feel like fun to him. Yep, yep. But maybe that was more about his overall situation than anything going on with this yeah, cast I mean, team, which honestly seemed like a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, for clearly, everybody else. Clearly, Kevin Love wasn't having a good time and didn't have any friends on the team. That's why he gained the nickname with uh, with uh, Kyrie Irving, uh, Mike Miller. And James Jones, right? There's Kyrie is Drew. Uh, then there's Killer. Then there's Champ. And then there's uh, Menace. That's Kevin Love. He's Menace. So anyway, I'm so yeah. happy. I'm happy we're done with that. It's good. This is a good deal. It's a good contract. It's a good thing. It's great that it happened right away. Yep. It's great that all the people, all the talking that was going on about where he's going to take meetings, all that nonsense was just proven wrong right away. Yeah. He was good to his word. There was no nonsense mm -hmm. right at it. I felt great about it. Feel great about it. Beautiful. So, Patty, Patty, can I ask you a, a crazy hypothetical question? Oh, yes. Yes, please go right ahead. I'm excited. So I've been thinking about this. I might, and we'll see how this goes today. Maybe we'll make this a feature. <laughs> okay. This is sort of inspired by uh, the writings of, of Chuck Klosterman, who has sometimes these, these wild hypotheticals, like if you were transported back in time and had the opportunity to inconvenience Hitler in some way, like stealing his wallet, would you be morally compelled to do it? Right, right. Right? So along, along those, those sort of lines. So this is a Kevin Love hypothetical. Okay. So he has, by all accounts, uh, said that the hatchet is buried between him and Kelly Olenek, right? Like he's talked to him, he's forgiven him, it happened, mm -hmm. whatever. It's all, it's all good. It's all water under the bridge. But we also know from that letter that he wrote that missing that finals was a big deal to him, right? Like yeah. he felt not good that he couldn't be out there for it. And Olenek is 100% the person that took that away from him. Yep. So if the first time the Celtics and Cavs played this season, at some point in the game, Olenek and Love got matched up, and Love <laughs> did exactly what Olenek did to him and grabbed mm -hmm. his arm and physically yanked it out of the socket and, mm -hmm. and, and dislocated his shoulder. And afterwards was just like – Just acted like a total badass about it, like he was just Liam Neeson taking out his daughter's kidnappers. You feel just really good about it and like, this is awesome. Kevin Love's so serious about taking care of business this year. Or would you be like, oh, my God, something's terribly wrong with Kevin Love and this can't continue? Uh, I would have Kevin Love's back 100%. You would feel great about it, right? I would feel so awesome. I would be so excited if Kevin Love did that. I mean, morally. Whatever he got, 5 to 10 game suspension. Worth it. Worth it. Right? Absolutely. I would be like, oh, man, Kevin Love has a killer instinct. Like, literally. Right? <laughs> literally. 
he and you know uh, uh, you know I, I believe that Kelly Wong didn't try to separate his shoulder, uh, but I don't care. Uh, and I I would feel like they were still even, even though Kevin Love int- fully intended to pull his off of socket. It, it would have been great. That's the same thought that I had. I was like, I would love it if this happened. Yeah, I, I'm 100% on board. We just had a huge, badass streak this year, and we're like, we're not messing around. We're settling all our old debts. Yes. We're settling scores. This is it. This is unfinished yeah. business. I told you it was about unfinished business, son. <laughs> Still not done. <laughs> One revenge down. More to go. Uh, that is uh, Or, or it would have been uh, so, great, so great if he pulled his arm out of his socket and then stared over him and said, apology accepted. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> had like a Schwarzenegger line for him yeah. on the way. I mean, it would. <laughs> oh, that'd be so great. I mean, and then I pause. I would love it. Then I pause and go, "Ooh, ooh, damn! Kevin Love is a mean son of a bitch." And I'd say, "Right?" Then, exactly. And I'd say, "Oh, goddamn! I'm glad he's um, he's my mean son of a bitch." Oh, like I think it would be worth all the outrage. Oh yeah, from hundred percent. Um, the outrage machine that would be going. I'd just love it. I'd love every minute of it. I'd love while he was suspended. Mm-hmm. I, I think it would be great. I, I, I have to agree. I, I, you and I uh, share the same uh, moral ambiguity <laughs> when it comes to this yeah. question. I don't want to say moral failure. I, I think that's the selling of No, that's, that's wrong. That's not appreciating the nuance under which we're operating. <laughs> All right, mate. Let's move on to the next uh, big free agent target for the Cavs. Um, obviously, everyone oh. – we're leaving LeBron aside. Uh, LeBron's going to sign when, when it's all over, and let's not bother talking about it. Let's not waste time with that. Uh, Matty, what, what did you have to say? TT. Yes, let's go on the TT. So, um, you know, on July 1, we thought it was done. Like, we were counting that as one of the done deals. The three pieces of business that were taken care of that day were Iman – Love and TT, mm-hmm. uh, and everybody. In fact, I think like Chris Sheridan scrubbed TT off his top uh, available free agents list. He was gone everywhere. Everybody assumed it was done, but here we sit on July fifth, Pat, and mm-hmm. still not, still no deal, still not going. So what do uh, what do you think the holdup is here? Uh, you know, the first story I saw was the Dreaming Green actually was the holdup. Uh, that motherfucker. Yeah, that son of a bitch. Um, he, uh, you know, so, so apparently when, when talks broke down between, uh, Draymond Green and the Warriors and he was going to go meet with other teams, uh, uh, the holdup was he was using, uh, Tristan Thompson's, uh, salary cap number as the, um, barometer saying, I need to get more than Tristan Thompson's getting. And so they came mm-hmm. back to fine five years, 85, or I guess it's 82 now is what he's getting five years and 82. I, I've I seen, that's right. I've seen both numbers. And so then he got that. I mean, that's the other outrageous thing about free agency is none of this, like none of this can actually happen until the ninth. <laughs> no, so this is it's all, all, it's all verbal deals. It's so weird. Yeah. Total uh, speculation. And there's, and there's absolutely no precedent of a verbal deal, a verbal agreement uh, going awry. Uh, uh, Carlos Boozer. Yeah. Oh, fuck him. Can we just take up a moment to say what, what a, a dirtbag that guy is? All right. Uh, sure. Let's move on. Thank you. I just wanted to say that. I just wanted to say it. I feel like it just needs to happen. Um, but, All right. Uh, so, so the idea was that Green held out and wanted a little more than than TT because he feels he's better than him. Right. And, and then it, now TT is doing the same thing right back. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Uh, you know, David Zavaka, Fear the Sword, uh, has been, has a great piece up today. You should go look it up. Um, basically, just summarizing what he thinks, uh, where he thinks uh, uh, it's it's all at. Hold on one second. Breaking news: My son has wandered over to a neighbor's porch. Uh, and I have to go tell him to come back. Arthur, hi, buddy. Come back. That's, that's not your house. 
This is going to be fun, Matt. Um, so Arthur's really making himself felt on today's podcast. He, he, he was, he's kind of upset that I, that I did this uh, and never really included him. I always did during his nap time or after he went to bed. So this is his first chance to shine. He's, uh, he's pretty excited about this. And I got to say, he's, this actually, is the, he's making the most of it. Oh, yeah. He's the second human <laughs> to be heard on the podcast. That's pretty That's good. That's true. Second guest after uh, Ned Sackman Esquire. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I, I, basically what um, David Zavak's been saying and Jeff Rosen, if he, uh, waiting for next year, has been pointing out, he's sort of my captain. Jacob Rosen. Jacob Rosen, I'm sorry, what did I just say, Jeff? Sorry, uh, yeah. Jacob Rosen. Uh, I think Jeff Rosen's like an agent or something. I don't know. Anyway, Jacob Rosen uh, is like my cap specialist for, for all things Cavs. Uh, and he's been saying, first of all, n- nothing else is going to happen. You might as well take uh, Tristan Thompson off your free agent list anyways. Uh, He's not signing with anyone else. No one else is really pursuing him because they know the Cavs are going to resign him. We can match anything, and we're going to match anything. Um, if somebody offers him the max, that sounds five, right to me. If somebody offers him the max five years, we're, we're going to match it, uh, and we should. It's no big deal. I mean, it's not great if we have to uh, match him with the max, um, but the most another team can offer him is four years and sixty-nine million. So already he's he'd be passing up like twenty-one million on the table uh, right. uh, from our current deal. So we already have a lot of leverage in, the, in that basic fact. At the same time, we can't replace him, so we, you know, he has leverage too. And the way David Zavak put it was, if both sides have a lot of leverage, then no one does. Um, so, yeah. you know, he's like, just Cavs are right to wait this out, and just you know, you know, they can, you know, first of all, apparently Rich Paul and Dan Gilbert get along great and have a really close relationship, so that's great. Apparently, uh, Dan Gilbert uh, uh, challenged Rich Paul on the ice bucket challenge last summer uh, when that was going. So. They seem to have a you know tight relationship, I guess, uh, and it's just a matter of like working out whether it's a player option in the fifth year or extra one two million, uh, you know, incentives, bonuses. I don't know. Uh, I think this is going to happen, and we don't actually have anything to be worried about. So when you you say not worried, and when do you think we'll know in the next two days? Uh, I think by the time this, when can we sign? Right, the eighth, the actual signs, interest come down. Ninth. I think I think it'll come down either the night before or or the day of the signings. Like, you know, uh, uh, they, they could reach a verbal agreement now, but it's not really a big deal. The signings can't happen until the ninth anyway, so we might as well use all the time for that. Did you tear that off a live tree, Arthur? Arthur has a whole huge branch here. He's torn. I think you feel like torn off a tree. It's bigger than him. Uh, good job, buddy. That's awesome. He's a man-child. He's a, he's a man-child. I'm terrifying. That's why I tell you, he's terrifying. <laughs> um... <laughs> So is, is let me ask you another question. Oh, first of all, Maddie, uh, can we briefly just talk about um, uh, you know the Cavs have been spending like gangbusters left and right. No worry, we're, we're clearly on track for a record-breaking tax bill. Uh, resigning everyone. Yeah, we're gonna go over the the Nets, right? We're gonna beat the Nets record. We're gonna, I think, we're gonna beat the Nets record. I think easily this year. Meanwhile, the Warriors nearly let uh, Draymond Green go and interview other teams by trying to lowball him. Uh, and I you had some good thoughts on this. Yeah, there was that tweet came out, and it, this it, it became less dramatic because he signed later in the day. But in the middle of the day that day was contract talks had broken off between Draymond Green and the Warriors. He's going to be it wasn't teams. clear exactly what was going to happen. Yeah, and this is on top of the fact that the Warriors owners have been reluctant to go into the luxury tax in general. Um, Juxtapose that to Gilbert, who is spending money like crazy, and this whole idea of the meme of Dan Gilbert is a disastrous owner, mm-hmm. and he's one of the worst in the game, just feels more and more ridiculous to me. Doesn't it? Every day. It's ridiculous. Every day. He will spend he, – he cares, he wants to win, and he will just open his checkbook at mm-hmm. a moment's notice. That's all I want in my owner. 
Mm -hmm. That's it. Absolutely it. And this whole, the whole, like the Aronsons are the best. You know, the Aronsons wasted years and years of Dwayne Wade's prime. Yep. Lowballed Mike Miller, which I think was part of why LeBron ended up leaving there. I think that contributed to that because they wanted to avoid spending money. All these guys are just printing money right now. Mm -hmm. Gilbert doesn't care at all. I think he's a great owner. Yeah. Like, I mean, he clearly has a long uh, 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 list of, of, of errors. The Comic Sans, uh, uh, you know, the Carousel. Yeah, we talked about that, though. I don't, yeah. I don't, I still don't think that's an error. Yeah, look, I, it, it, I think they were. I think they were decent moves at the time, and and the, it, it can, it's easy to look really bad when you don't have a lot of talent. You're rebuilding because your team was blown up because it's built around one guy, uh, and you're going to make a lot of mistakes. Uh, you know, the point is right now that with the past year, the Cavs have been a great organization. I don't think anyone can actually debate that. They can say, "Oh, it's because of LeBron." Yeah, okay, yeah. But we got LeBron, and we've been doing every, almost everything right since then. The only questionable move we've made so far has been what the the Verizon contract. Yeah, and again, I think that was LeBron influenced, right? Yeah, yeah, probably LeBron influenced. And on top of that, and that's not Gilbert's. The I don't know that that's Gilbert's call either. He's saying okay no, to it. Exactly. I mean, my point being that he he picked Griffin, uh, uh, Griffin. Is yeah, Griffin, uh, to to be the GM, and you know that was the one bad move they made. The point is we've been playing, we've been great. Like he's hired the right people. Blatt's been great. Yeah. Lou's been great. I mean, obviously there were some some, some shaky moments there into <laughs> the season, but I think I don't I can't I don't think you can say. Now that those were terrible moves after watching how we how we play this season, um, yeah. so yeah, so I agree with you on that. Um, la last thing, Maddie, uh, it, it, can we just get this out of the way? I've been seeing this out for a while, um, but eighty million, crazy for Tristan Thompson. I, this again, it comes back to what we talked about, sort of at the top of this, where right, I right, right. I am not quite sure what to think. Um, Eighteen million dollars a year feels like a lot. It's, or sixteen million? Sorry, it's sixteen million a year at 16 eighty. Sixteen to seventeen. Yeah, it's that's a lot. It would have been a lot last year, but again, thirty percent discount. It's like thirteen to fourteen, right? I can't do my math really quickly in the teens. That's 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 tricky. Yeah, like twelve to like twelve. Yeah. Um, that to me, I'm like, oh, fantastic, great. We were, we were offering. We were being excited before with four years and fifty two, right? So yeah, that's that sounds right. Awesome. So if that's the real comp for it. Then it's then I guess it's okay. We basically it is insane that we are spending what we're going to spend on LeBron, Love, and Chi <laughs> who are all somewhat power forwards. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's and if we add another plus ten for Andy and whatever, if we get Mozgov back next year, we'll have mm -hmm. five front court players. Yeah, but you 10 know what? Plus million dollars a year. But you know what? It's positionless basketball now. I mean, Tristan's a center, kind of honestly, mostly the way he plays, even though he's not the right height size for it. Um, but against most teams, most matchups, Tristan's fine as a five. You know, so it's fine to have our power, have, have extra power forwards that are stretch power forwards. You know, stretch fours, and you got your like you know small fives, right? Plus, yeah, a real five in Moscow, and also you know Verizon is kind of an, a, a real five. Uh, I, I think it all makes sense to, to, especially given the fact that we lost, you know, two, you know, of our forwards, and all of a sudden we were super, super, you know, depleted uh, among yeah. our forwards. Um, and I also wonder if, you know, we'll talk about this more in a, in a bit. We talked about a little bit with, with David West, like where does David West fit in this team if David West is joining us? You know, how do you find minutes for these guys? I'm like, I don't know. You know, we have a lot of old guys. Verzhao. We'd also have another one in uh, David West. Uh, Kevin Love's back has been bulky over the past year, even though he's young. Um, 
you know, maybe this gives us the opportunity to be able to do a Spurs thing and just rest one of those guys. Like force it, it forces us to rest one guy every five games, right? Yep. And, and which, which we should be doing anyway. We talked about anyway. this in the previous podcast with yeah. LeBron and just just rest the hell. I do out not of care what our regular season record is. Exactly. I think we should be playing. As long as we I, get, I feel like we should play the entire regular season, making sure we bench one of these guys every game. <laughs> yeah. You know. That should be our goal yeah, with, no, this, I, with this roster line. So that's why I'm like, I actually, I kind of see where David West could fit in if we get him at the at the, at the veteran minimum. We still have our uh, mid-level exception uh, to sign a free agent, and we still have the Brandon Haywood chip. Uh, but before we get to those things, Matt, uh, uh, just quickly thoughts. We talked about a little bit already, but Iman Shumpert, four years, forty million. Again, thirty percent discount. That's essentially seven million a year, not, not ten million a year. He apparently yeah. had he apparently had bigger offers, but signed yeah, one. Where would you see that? I saw it on Twitter, like when uh, uh, after we signed, it may have been from Chris Haynes. I can't remember. I, I just I didn't jot it down on my notes, but I did see that he said. I don't think there were offers, but there was talk. Like he had, he was talking with about uh, with, you know talking with other teams that were amenable to. I guess I saw that. I saw that on tw- on Twitter. The other teams that were talking to him was right because because he, he he pulled a Damian Green too. He's you know talks broke off. He's going to meet with other teams. Then as soon as he did that, we you know we gave him the higher number, I guess, and he and he signed with us. Um, I'm happy at that amount. For Absolutely, him, for sure. It's fantastic. Yeah, we need we, especially because you know, with the the guy we saw in the finals was a guy that was getting asked to do too much offensively. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, absolutely. It was like Jr. too, right? But on a team where we've got Love and Irving out there, and he can just play balls out defense, hit mm-hmm. wide open threes when they come mm-hmm. to him, and and just be active. Yep, love it, love Big it. Time. You're letting him do what he does best. Absolutely. Yeah, and also, and I'll, Plus, I mean, I love. Go ahead. I like. I just like him, and it'll be fun to have him on the team. And that the the that flat top and that weird new look he has going. Have you seen that? Pictures mm-hmm. of it, it, it. He took his his flat top and like braided it into a forward uh, thing. It looks like a. I mean, it looks like a dildo <laughs> on the top of his head. It's crazy. What? <laughs> look it up. Look up. Look up. Iman Shumpert hair. It's insane. I'm gonna go do it right now. Uh, he basically braided all of his stuff up at the top, and it just hangs forward. I'll, I'll, I mean, you could you could. Uh, uh, I guess generously call it like a cannon or um, um, a cudgel. <laughs> it looks crazy. Or less generously a dildo. <laughs> or more honestly, it looks kind of like a dildo. Um, another funny thing is, uh, uh, did you see the, the tweet or the Instagram he sent out when he uh, announced his signing? He said, uh, Yes, uh, I did. Uh, you, know, you, you, know, you don't buy you know, jewelry in this league, you earn it. Uh, which, if I can nerd out on you for a second, is interesting. That's sort of a, a, an informal motto of House Greyjoy in Game of Thrones. That's the uh, that's the iron oh, the, the iron they're paying the iron price. They pay they pay the they're iron the iron price, price, not the gold price. Iman Shumpert pays the iron price. I love it. I love it. Uh, I might have to Boy, start I'm looking at his hair now, Pat. It's crazy. Uh, I, I kind of because of that because you know you know who you know who the uh, the sigil is the house sigil for uh, uh, House Greyjoy is it's the Kraken. Kraken? And that kind of the way Amon Shumpert uh, steals the ball, the way he has those like quick hands just fly out of nowhere and get the ball every time without a foul, strip it away. Uh, is it too much to call him the Kraken? It probably is. It probably is. Yeah. Let's, let, let's let that simmer in the back of our minds for. I'm gonna. For I, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to sending that out as a tweet uh, text uh, during a big game next season when he gets a big strip uh, and uh, and leads a breakaway. Uh, the Kraken. Uh, so, all right, Amon Chopper's under the fold. We have Tristan, who's going to be signing soon. Love's under the fold. LeBron's going to sign soon. We've got Kyrie, all these guys the next four years. 
what else is out there, Maddie? Let's, let's go with the, the other free agent rumors that are out there. Um, we actually, just before we started the podcast, had breaking news on Rodney Stuckey, who was one target of the Cavs. That I sort of liked. Yeah, me too. Uh, he, can't, he doesn't have a deep, doesn't have deep range, but he's a good, solid point guard. He can drive. He can play defense. Uh, he can create for himself, which exactly. is nice to have. Exactly. With, without LeBron or Kyrie out there. Absolutely. Um, so, but he signed but, three, three years, $21 million. That's more than we, that I want to pay him. Um, so I'm, well, I'm, more than we are, we, more more than than we are capable of paying more him. More than we're capable, exactly. I mean, exactly. That's, that went right out. Precisely. Um, Who else you got your eye on? So the West stuff is out there. I guess we've talked about that enough, right? It's yeah. super weird. I'm not clear 100% how he fits, but if he wants to come here and do that, it'd be great. I'd love to have him in the big man rotation for whatever that would mean. Yeah, if, I've been hearing people say – If it's the veterans minimum. I've been hearing people say that the, – and this is crazy. Cavs Twitter, by the way, for some reason, just doesn't like Verizon. They think Verizon is terrible – that he's not going to be able to – I think because the Achilles tendon, they think he's not going to come back. And it's true. I read an article recently that, like, it's a – there's not a lot of guys – the hardest back. one. Hardest one. Pretty much all sports. But they're having a lot of Although guys. Although Wes, you know, Wes Matthews just signed his four-year, however many, $60 million deal with the Mavericks. Which is the one big that's, irony. That's, that's the one big eyebrow raise uh, on that signing uh, is that you know, he's coming off an Achilles tendon injury, which is a big question mark. Oh, yeah. Um, but I feel good about how – I mean, because I, I forget who it was. I should have written this down. But um, uh, I think it was oh, – Dominique Wilkins uh, came back and played like three more all-star years after retiring his Achilles tendon. Uh, and he was around uh, Verajah's yeah. age. Uh, there, are yeah. precedent, there are precedents for this, and Verajah seems to have made a quick recovery. So I, I have no reason – it wasn't like he was that quick or fast before. Uh, I, I, it, was, it was an explosive athlete. Um, I, think, uh, I think we can still see Verajah doing his tricks around the basket and his, you know – Annoying style, be able to show and recover on D. I think Verrazzo's going to be going right. to be a solid role player. But some people are like, say, "Oh, and we can really bench for David West." That's crazy. We can pick and choose our spots with him too now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think so. I would love to get West. I'm actually not, now. I've talked myself into it. I'm I'm pulling for a David West signing, even though even though I kind of you're going to be. I kind of don't like David West. I kind of hate him. Um, oh, he's a bit of a dick. He's he's really annoying. Um, but so I'm, it'll be devastating to you when he signs with Sacramento or excuse me, San Antonio San or, or Golden State. <laughs> It won't be devastating to me. I don't think he's gonna sign with Golden State. I think that's not a chance. Uh, I was hearing. Um, well, I, why not? I, I don't know. I felt like uh, all the tw- tweets I'm seeing is between San Antonio, Cleveland, and there's one new team that's making a play for him. Um, uh, Golden State is the one I've seen. It's Washington. No, the Wizards. The oh, Wizards, the Wizards are in it too. You're right about Wizards, that. The Wizards are making a big play for him, and I heard somewhere else that he's basically like not really into the way that the Golden State wanted to use him. Um, yeah. So he, he ruled them out. Uh, I mean, he, he could, I mean, he's kind of like what's his name, right? D- David Lee. So <laughs> it's kind of smart if you see how how they use David Lee. You might not want to play well, with him either. They're... I guess that's true. So that's why that's my only guess as to what why he soured on them. Uh, supposedly, we'll see if <laughs> if he signs a Golden State, I'll be really upset. San Antonio, I'll be upset too, only because like the one thing that San Antonio uh, is trading to get Lamarcus Aldridge. We'll talk about this in a bit. Uh, when we talk about the broader free agency, is their depth. They've lost their like yeah. famous depth, and I don't want them to be able to rebuild it with a quality guy like uh, David West. So um, anyway, who else are you thinking? Who else are you looking at? I think not. You know, there's not. The Mo Williams name is still floating out there. We talked about that the last time we spoke, and I still think I feel the same way. Which is yeah, me too. Meh. I mean, I'll be. I'll. I'll, I'll get happy about it if we sign him, just because I do love him as a person and. Um, but as a player, eh, he's on the wrong side. He's, he's, he's trending downward. 
I'll take him. Yeah, I don't. I'm not excited about it. If that's who we get on a one-year veterans minimum, Fine. I guess. Yeah. Okay, but uh, I don't. I mean, I haven't really seen any other rumors out there right now. Those are the only guys I've heard mentioned with the Cavs to this point. And a lot of the free agent. The thing is, the free agent we signed to the uh, MLE, uh, the mid-level exception, is really dependent on what happens with the Haywood chip. Uh, you know, we're definitely yeah, going to deal him. We sounds like we have a lot of suitors, a lot of possibilities. Um, I'll go quickly through a couple of the ones I've heard. Uh, Patty Mills from the Spurs to help them do whatever their other signings is. Yes, absolutely. I would love to have Patty Mills to have an all-Australian backcourt. Um, that would be amazing. Yeah, Mills is good, too. I like him oh, a lot. So good. I'd be so happy. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I think the Spurs also know that and love him and are going to do whatever they can to keep him. I don't know how they're going to be able to do it, though. Their, their cap space is tough. Uh, I've heard DeMar DeRozan uh, now that they got uh, uh, DeMar Carroll. Um which is going to be so yeah. confusing. Confusing next year. Two Demars and Demar, Demar and Demari. Yeah, it's a little weird. Demar, Demario brothers, I guess. Demario brothers. Yeah, that's, I like that's, that. That's what I saw on Twitter. It's pretty good. I have to say, it's good. Um, it's not mine. I'm You're not, not a fan of his. I, no, he's a chucker. He's he's. I mean, what, what was the name of Skyler's team? In the, our friend Skyler's uh, fantasy team, after he de- drafted Demar Derozan. <laughs> what was his name? I forget. I was trying to get you to say it, so I, I had to say it in front of my son, so uh, <laughs> who's lingering right by right now. So I'm, I'm going to tell oh, – if, if I think of it later, I'll tell you later. Oh, here he is. Hi, Arthur. What do you want to say? Can you – Yes? Can I have you time? Sure. Go tell Mommy that I said yes. <laughs> oh, this will turn out well. Uh, yeah, he. Play, I, th- I think I may have just uh, crossed the uh, 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 the line with uh, parenting, where one parent gets played off the other. Except in this case, I kind of needed to watch the the iPad so I can be uh, can finish the podcast uninterrupted. Um, anyway, uh, but yeah, no, Demar Derozan strikes me as a chucker, right? He's a long two guy. He doesn't hit them particularly well. Uh, gets most of his points off free throws. Uh, he's he's most effective when he's a volume guy. He wouldn't be a volume guy on our team. He's not that good on defense. Basically, Cavs Canada, uh, Justin Rowan, uh, is a you know, Feel the Sword uh, writer. Uh, he lives in Winnipeg, uh, Canada, and watches Toronto all the time. He's like, absolutely not. That's the guy I do not want on this team. So I'll take his word for it. Yeah, um, I agree with that. There was the talk of uh, Markeith Morris and P.J. Tucker from the Suns, but that was when they were on the hunt for LaMarcus Aldridge. So that's yeah, it seems like that ship sailed. Yeah, I'd have been happy with that. Uh, otherwise, there's, there's, uh, uh, there's talk of a three-way trade with the Clippers now. They lost DeAndre Jordan. But who do you want on the Clippers? No, nobody. Yeah, nobody really, right? Uh, Literally like, nobody. I, just, I'm, I mean, I guess I'd take J.J. Redick if they were going to give us that, but I don't think oh, that's – absolutely. They need him. They wouldn't do that. They wouldn't do that. Um, Put up their, their poo-poo platter guys? I don't want any of them. No, I don't want any of that crap. Mm, not a one. So so I don't I, know what they're going to do. I mean, I, I trust Griffin to be smart about this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have no idea. what he's. It's got to be something complicated that he's going right. to dig up here. Right. Yeah. I think I that's the only way. I agree. Pausing for one second to talk to my son one more time. Arthur, what's up? What do you need? What's that? What's that? Uh, what am I done with my podcast? I think is what he asked. Uh, I'll be done in 20 minutes. We're 20 minutes left. Maybe. More like maybe 15 minutes. All right? Okay. <laughs> it's going to get Tell him to count to 1,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To count to 1,000, Arthur. Count to 1,000. 
We'll be done. <laughs> yeah, good, great. Um, um, who else can we get for the Haywood chip? Did anyone so else I, you've, you've, you've heard about? I I don't know. I haven't seen rumors. I think it's going to have to be I, I, one. I think a couple other free agent things are going to have to shake out so teams know which way they're going on stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and two, I think it's going to end up being something like a three-way deal that's a little more complicated than mm -hmm. than I've had the time to work out right now. So I don't have any great great ideas there. I'm hopeful, but I, and I agree with you. I think that that is the the domino that has to fall before we figure the rest of the stuff out. Yeah. What about um, JR and Delhi, Pat? Uh, it's a big question mark. I think I think we're not going to hear anything about them until uh, we're not going to hear any about them until. Uh, we find out what happens with the Haywood chip. I think that would be the domino yeah. that decides everything else. I also, treat you know, we have to wait for Tristan, and you know, the front office is going to focus on that. Um, and I think we're willing to let other guys make offers to Delhi and Jr. Although I, th I thought I saw somewhere something crazy like a couple days ago that the Cavs were nearing a deal with Delhi for between three and five million a year, which is crazy. That's way too much money. That's ridiculous, and I can't. I haven't heard anything since, so I think that must have been total baloney. Uh, and why would he be doing that that early in the process? Delhi should, should be the last free agent we sign yeah. uh, of, our, of our own guys. Um, it is interesting three, that Jr. has gotten no bites that I've seen. Yeah, I haven't heard his name at all. So this 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 speaks in our favor. I'd be willing to give him two years, seven million, uh, or two years, eight million, two years. You know, like fine. You know, just the next two years. I just I want to leave off that third year. Uh, when we're yeah. gonna when we're, we're gonna really want to get under the tax um, just I, to avoid the repeater tax. I agree with you, and I don't think other teams are. I, nobody wants to sign him long term, right? Like that's been mm -hmm. a problem. He works better on a short contract, and I'd love to have him back. Mm -hmm. um, but it's got to be. Like Griffin said this. It's got to be right for us. Got to be right and for they, us. Exactly. They had the discipline to walk away, if it makes sense. He will leave a hole on our team, though, for sure. Big time. No, we really um, unless unless we unless we fill it with with something from Haywood, we're gonna yeah. miss him. Oh, that's the thing is that you want the Haywood you want the Haywood chip to turn into something to add to our team, to add to our depth. Um, but yeah, it may be this case that we need the Haywood uh, chip to replace Jr. And that's the thing we have to think about it that way. Whoever we get for the Haywood chip has to be a wing, has to be a guy who can guard the guys that Jr. was guarding, has to be a guy that can score some points to replace the scoring that we lose from Jr. Um, we won't be able to replace it uh, uh, completely. But we need a guy that can do something like that, um, yeah. or or at least at least allow us to sign a free agent that you know for the mid level exception that can come close to doing that. So that's what we have to keep an eye on with that. But I think we're going to yeah. see that yeah. those dominoes fall towards the end of uh, of the moratorium on July 9th. my birthday. Um, exciting, exciting. Uh, should we move let's, on to the draft, Patty? Yeah, let's run to the draft real quick. Uh, do you want to just give you a quick your quick recap on what you feel like happened that night? Sure. So I think um, not a not a surprise at all, right? A little disappointing maybe for mm -hmm. Cavs fans and that there were names available to us at 24, mm -hmm. uh, including the guy we ended up picking. Um, what's his name? Tyus Jones, the point guard from Duke. Yeah. They yep. traded to yep. Minnesota. Mm -hmm. There were names, but I think ultimately our cap space is so valuable. We are in 100% win now mode. Mm -hmm. And even just the extra dollars that a first-round pick costs you to sign um, eat away at enough of our flexibility um, that I think it was smart to get back into the second round, add those picks, and draft guys whose contracts are not guaranteed. That mm -hmm. um, you know we can run through names real quick here that I think could provide some value and and could really <laughs> turn out. But that's not where we want to invest our resources. And Maddie, emphasis on names. The names in this draft. Yes. I mean, we clearly won the draft. Uh, names. Chetty. Pretty incredible. Christmas. Yeah. Sir Dominic with the apostrophe. I love the, I love apostrophe names. Sir Dominic. 
Uh, yeah, so walk, walk me through it, Maddie. I, I, Chetty, Chetty uh, that's how you pronounce his name. Chetty Osman, is that his last name? Yep. Uh, Tur Turkish yep. forward. I, I know that he's a hair model for uh, Head and Shoulders. He's done, a hair, he's done an ad for Head and Shoulders. He's a good-looking man. Uh, you know how I feel about good-looking uh, basketball players. Uh, <laughs> you love them. Uh, I love them. They're great. Love them. Um, but uh, otherwise, I have no idea about this guy. Um, I, yeah, the know. only – obviously, I don't either. I do not follow Euro basketball closely at all. So the only thing I know is what, what we've read from other people, which is that most analysts had him, I think, as the third mm -hmm. best Euro in the draft, which is something. He's clearly right. not ready, but he's 6'8", good athlete. Um, and that's – you know, this is, this is like a Spurs move, right? Let's keep him, stash him over there for a couple of years. If it doesn't work out, whatever. It doesn't really cost us anything. And if it does, that's a guy we can bring in here in a, in a few years, um, relatively cheap. So I'm I'm just fine with that. That's banking on potential. The one name I wanted to bring up here is somebody that we did this with uh, five years ago, six yeah, years five. ago. I think LeBron was Sasha. Still yeah, I think so too. Sasha Khan, who played at Kansas, I believe, mm -hmm. um, a center, and then went and played in the Russian league. I think in the years since. And you didn't hear much from him. He was always sort of a name that that the uh, Cavs beat writers would bring up around this time of year, and people would write into in the, like the "Hey Wendy" column yeah. and say, "What happened with Sasha Khan?" I, I remember that. This, Matt, I remember when when we lost LeBron, or before we lost LeBron, when we lost uh, uh, to the to the Celtics. I was trying to think about what can we do to to add to this team. I was like, "Oh, maybe Sasha Khan come back." I mean, that, that's yeah. that's how long that's how long it's been happening. It's been forever, uh, and earlier there was a rumor that he was that I saw that he had retired, and that was it. He wasn't playing basketball anymore. But then around the draft, it surfaced that teams were poking around and were interested in trading for his rights. So, just a just a weird one to remember, and that's that's sort of the downside of, of something like this. Is it can take? I don't know. I don't know if it, that's the downside. It might still be something interesting here, but yeah, um, it'll be a while before we see anything from Chetty. But I, I don't have a problem with that pick. Um, the next guy, Raheem Christmas. Raheem Christmas. Love. That is my new favorite name in the league, easily. <laughs> easily to, to have that have that have a, have a, have a uh, vaguely uh, 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 Islamic-sounding first name, <laughs> last name Christmas. <laughs> it's such a good name, Raheem Christmas. It's like and it's it like seems a, like it's like a Bond villain. Yeah, I, I love it, and it seems like he's got a real shot to make the team. Yeah, I think so. Right, like a four-year player, got better every year, knows the role he can play, good defender. I think he was co-defensive player of the year in the whatever conference Syracuse is in now. Yeah, if we get hit, um, by, if we get hit by injuries, he can probably put in some spot time. Uh, it can seriously hold, you know, and be able to like do a stopgap in a way we didn't have that this past uh, uh, playoffs. Right, and most importantly, you still need to be developing talent, uh, cheap talent through the draft, even though you're in the position we are right now of uh, – of signing free agents like we are. Um, we need to be able to add talent cheaply. That's a way to do it, and it seems like he's a possibility. Uh, Sir Dominic, <laughs> I am uh, a little less confident in him making the team. No problem with the, the pick. Um, really elite defender. It sounds like good athlete. Cannot shoot or maybe even dribble. Um, yeah. Which makes it tough to make it in the league when uh, you, you lack that skill set um yeah. he's got d league written all over him um right he's, he's the scouting report makes him sound like a poor man's ronde hollis jefferson like an athlete defender but he can't shoot yep so but but again um 
you know, not a bad pedigree um, from a good college program. So I'm, I'm okay with it. I think these are all, they did the right things. It's not exciting, but you know, I think we are done for a little while with the days of the draft being super exciting for us and we should all be happy about that. Yeah. I totally That's agree. a good thing. And then you just got to make smart moves around the margins and make good bets and hopefully you get lucky on some of them. And so hopefully one of these guys pays off for us and it won't be now or in a couple of years and we don't need it to be either. And that's, mm -hmm. that's okay. Uh, let's talk, let's take a quick tour through the rest of NBA free agency and from a Cavs fan's perspective. Um, I, I just want to start off briefly uh, by talking about um, the Lakers um, they made me so happy this off season. Uh, it's fun, isn't it? It's so fun. They are so pathetic right now. I mean, they've been getting just hammered in the national press. Uh, there's a great long piece, uh, in ESPN about, uh, their status as, as an analytics team. And they're just the dinosaurs of the NBA in terms of analytics. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah they still claim their, their analytics department is second to none in the NBA, <laughs> which is just so, which is just adorable. Uh, the Lakers, the Lakers are, as uh, Windhorse put it in a pot, in a recent uh, uh, appearance on ESPN, they're playing at the kiddie table right now. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what they they whiffed on Love. They secured a meeting that never actually happened. Uh, 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 Jordan. Uh, they got a meeting which was quote underwhelming. Uh, Monroe chose the Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, yep. Went after Robin Lopez. He chose the Knicks. Oh, that's insulting. Uh, yeah, that's that's tough. Uh, and the Knicks were the Knicks were his second choice, which means uh, which means the Lakers were third choice. <laughs> Robin Lopez's first choice was uh, was uh, wasn't it uh, San Antonio or something like that? But if uh, if, if San Antonio got Lamarcus, then he was going to go to uh, the Knicks. I think. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Uh, and then Lamarcus Aldridge. I remember when first, the meeting first finished up. Uh, the uh, um, <laughs> the twi yeah, Twitter said uh, the meeting went great. Actually, it was awful. Uh, also, you know who was there, Matt? Uh, Kobe Bryant was Kobe? there. Kobe? Kobe, yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know if you saw this. I believe uh, somebody tweeted out um, footage of what LeBron uh, said to LaMarcus Aldridge uh, during the, the Kobe? Yeah, what Kobe take, said? Yeah, let's take a listen to it. Kobe's a psychopath, man. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, that was of course uh, actually an ad campaign that he did called the System from like 2012. Uh, does he does he know he was setting himself up? I hope so. He's crazy. Like, do you remember what what they said he did in the Dwight Howard meeting? No, <laughs> I, I, no. But tell me again. I, I think I've heard of this. So this is whenever it was two years ago when Dwight was a free agent, and they set up and they, you know, this is a, that was a big deal for them that they traded for him and that they could possibly lose him, and they were like. So we're having the meeting with Dwight. He likes to take these super seriously. He wants this to be really professional. That's how we got to come in. So let's just get a, like a got the group, whatever the group was, Cupjack and Bus and Kobe. Mm -hmm. Just get our shit straight and let's get in there and do it right. Kobe shows up like 15 minutes late to the meeting and comes in wearing sweatpants and a t-shirt. <laughs> in a meeting where everybody else is all in suits and just comes in and just fucks with Dwight the whole time. That's the rumor for what he did. What a crazy person he is. Oh my Out God. Out of his mind. 
he, out of his mind. He joins my ranks of magnificent bastards. Oh my god, uh, that is magnificent. Um, and the best part, the, the kicker to this, by the way, is the Lakers. After seeing the news, they, they said, "I mean, it went great." And then seeing Twitter go, uh, "No, it went really bad. <laughs> <laughs> it went horribly bad. Like really embarrassingly bad." Uh, and they apparently contacted Lamarcus Aldridge. All right, can, can we try again? Can we try? Again? We'll actually talk about basketball this time instead of marketing. Uh, and we won't bring Kobe this time. Uh, and he gave them a he gave them a second pity meeting, uh, and still turned them down. Uh, oh. But at least, Matt, their analytics team is second to none. Um, yeah. On the upside, they also drafted Russell, which I think is a good pick for them. Uh, I think he's going to be great. Uh, and they, they're now, they've now traded for Hibbert, um, which is a good, yeah. solid move. You know, I mean, he's not, you know, he, if you want a guy that can put up zero points and zero rebounds, that's, you know, that's great. Uh, I, having owned him on my fantasy team, I'm not, you know, thrilled by that move. But I, you know, Hibbert's a solid, solid player. Uh, I just don't think he's going to be. You know, they're uh, a, a difference. Maker. You know, they're out their draft pick next year too. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. That's so bad. I think I think it's top three protected, but so bottom line, the, bottom line, they're still missing the playoffs. Um, yeah, let's, not that, even close. That brings us to the Kings. Um, Oh, the Kings, who are oh. somehow sadder than the Lakers. It's not enjoyable no, it, to watch the Kings be miserable for me. They're a hot mess. I mean, they should be in that. Tournament. That is the worst. That's the worst team in the league by far. Just from a, not they're not going to have the worst record next year. Philadelphia will be worse than them for sure. Maybe some others, but just the worst run franchise right now. What the hell are they doing? No They've idea. gone. Vladi is their third, I think, basketball management team mm-hmm. in the last. Two and a half years, mm-hmm. they found a coach that finally DeMarcus Cousins liked. And DeMarcus Cousins is a top five talent, six talent in the league. Like, you got to hang on to him with everything you got. They had a coach that liked him that they decided to get rid of. Crazy. Mike Malone, good coach. He was a Cavs coach briefly, wasn't he? Oh, no, his, his, oh, dad, yeah. his dad was. His dad was, was, the, was the interim coach. Brendan Malone. Yeah, Brendan Malone. I think Mike was a coach on the team, too. Yeah, I think he was um, an assistant coach, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then um, – you know, bring in George Carl, who is meddling with everything, exploring hired a coach off book, exploring, <laughs> yeah, exploring Cousins' trades that were all going to be terrible. Made this horrible, horrible clearing trade. Just awful. So dumb. I, I listened to um, well, it, it, know, it, it, it Zach was, Lowe's podcast. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, and he raised this point because so they traded Jason Thompson and Carl Landry, who I think each have two years left on their contracts, plus Nick Stauskas, yeah. who was a bad pick in the lottery last year. They should have taken someone else. But still, a lot of plus, picks. plus multiple picks. I think including a first rounder, plus the right for the 76ers to swap picks with them, and I think two other drafts, which is crazy. What a stupid thing to throw in, just for cap space for like. For I think players that that Philly had stashed, not Sarich, who's their good player, right, they have stashed, right. but like just essentially prospects who probably aren't going to develop. Um, I listened to this podcast with Zach Lowe where he suggested that it is possible that the Kings front office was not aware that there is a stretch provision where you can waive players and stretch their contracts out over to times two plus one year the length of the contract. Oh my god. This is so you absolutely should have done that in this situation rather than give up assets to unload these players. Oh my it god. It is so bad. 
No, this and, is like and Pat actually he suggested in that podcast that you know we talked about how this is it's all verbal agreements right now, right? Mm -hmm. And teams, you just don't go back on stuff right now because it would make you look so bad. But this trade is perhaps bad enough that the Kings would just walk it back and take whatever hit they had to do for their reputation because of how bad it would be. So, so you're telling me they're openly exploring their psych option <laughs> on this trade yeah. on the Sixers. <laughs> psych. They got. We well, when the, his guest ultimately came down and said it, that would be too much for any franchise, but that they would at least have to consider it. Yeah, I mean, that's just – these Matt, we might be able to run this team better. Uh, and and getting turned down by every free agent that they've gone after so Monta, far. Wes Matthews and Monte Ellis. And Tobias. I guess Tobias Harris was going to do. The deal they signed for Rondo is ten, one year, $10 million, which is a worst-case scenario for them. Yes. Because now it's all that they get – Maybe they get one year of him in a year when they're not going to make the playoffs, and who cares? And then if he's good, he goes and signs someplace. It's just, it's just insane. They are a mess, man. And Marco or Mario Bellinelli signed with them, which yeah, I don't care. I guess they got and good. Kufis, I guess is a good thing. That's a good you know, Kufis is not bad. And with, with Willie Cauley Stein, they've now got, and it's pretty clear they're moving the uh, Marcus over to power forward, which I think is where he prefers to play. Right, um, right. It allows them to hide him a little bit on defense, which where he can sometimes not uh, pay attention. Uh, but that's putting, it, putting it lightly. But, but that is a what a mess, man. Absolutely. Um, all right, we're running low on time. I want, and no, by the way, go Pat, ahead, I, go ahead. I, from a Cavs perspective, I think this also means that the first round pick that we got in the JJ Hickson Omer Caspi deal, which we then traded to the Bulls and the Luol Dang deal. Mm -hmm. Looks like it's not good. There's every chance yeah, that that never right. transmits or ends up as a second round pick. Not, not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, let me breeze through some of the other losers in the uh, free agents. The Knicks, of course, I talked about shop of the discount aisle. Just makes me so happy. Uh, they actually did some decent signings. Aflala for two years is not bad. Robin Lopez four years. Um, O'Quinn, uh, is Kyle Quinn's his name? Yeah, he's 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 a pretty decent. Yeah. They're all role player guys, but that's the thing. They didn't do anything stupid, you know. So that's a that's a plus for the Knicks organization. Um, that's I true. I, uh, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs in the East nope, this year. Nope, 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 nah, not making the playoffs. The Clippers uh, are probably still going to make the playoffs, but I don't know. I mean, it's it's, it's such a brutal conference. Uh, that you, know, you have to wonder about. I that. think we're giving our top eight later. Yes, they make yes, it in mind. Let's let's see if they make it. Uh, but they did. They sent Paul Pierce. That's good for them. That that they need they need a, a player like that. Uh, Lance uh, Stevenson might with a good team might play a little bit better. Obviously they lost uh, DeAndre Jordan and can't do anything now. But they might they might do some kind of swing trades so and get some some decent warm body. But they 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 obviously really downgraded losing uh, uh, what's his name uh, DJ. Um, the poor Trailblazers, Maddie. They basically lost. Their oh. They lost their starting lineup, man. That's brutal. Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah. Besides Wes Lillard. Ma Wes Matthews. Yeah, they got Lillard, but they lost Lamarcus Aldridge, Wes Matthews, uh, uh, Robin Lopez, Nick Batum, who they traded. They also lost a Flalo, who's a key rotation guy. I mean, look, they signed Thriller to a huge max, five years, 20 million, that makes Kyrie's deal look awesome. Uh, Kyrie's got like 590, right? So that's a huge steal yeah. for us. Um, and they've added Gerald Henderson, Noah Vonla, Mason Plumley, and Aminu. I mean, I, I, honestly, look, they, they are screwed. I think they were doing the smart thing by just hitting, hitting the reboot button. They're yep. going to have a lot of cap space next year. They'll probably have a high draft pick. Uh, they'll certainly have a lottery pick next year. Um, I like that as a base to build from, to add one key, you know, uh, uh, top 10, top 20, you know, free agent, plus a good draft pick. That team's going to be right back in it, I think, in a couple of years. Um, and, no, and I think I think they'll be okay. It just sucks to get – 
be as good as they were last year and have the injuries derail it like it did and then the whole exactly. thing blow up. Exactly. That's the um, and then the Celtics, Maddie, uh, are still waiting for a meeting with Kevin Love. Uh, yeah. My sources tell me. Uh, and they signed Drebko and Amir to basically one-year deals. So uh, good job, yeah. Celtics. Good job, Celtics. Like, good thing you have the best coach in the world to really attract those free agents. Uh, <laughs> Never been a free agent destination, Boston. Nope, nope. Uh, all right, Matt, let's again, let's move quickly through the good um, as we can get to our top eight stuff uh, briefly. I mean, the Spurs basically, let me, let me, I'll, I'll just do, I'll do a quick run through and you can comment, okay? So let's say the Spurs signed LaMarcus Aldridge, sure. Kawhi to 590, which is an amazing deal. Danny Green, super cheap. Timmy is coming back. They lost Splitter. The uncertain about the status of DR, Patty Mills, and David West, they, who they're pursuing. Um, and I think they're actually talking to Boozer now, too, which is weird. Um, I mean, that's that's disgusting what they just did. Um, so I'm a little terrified good, of them now. They're going to be so yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, Mavs, uh, Mavs are big players. That big deal for West Matthews. But again, Kelly Sandin, that's weird. Uh, they got DJ, obviously. They won those sweepstakes. They also pulled, brought back Jefferson. They're probably about to bring back JJ Berea. I saw they're bringing back. Or they're trying to get Jeremy Lin. Um, yeah, but uh, they need help in the backcourt. Yeah, but they you lost know, Monta. Like, they lost Monta, and they lost Tyson Chandler. But I think West and, D- and DJ are, are, are upgrades in both positions. Uh, assuming uh, assuming West comes back to one hundred percent. Yeah, assuming he's one hundred percent. Yeah. What were you gonna say? Agree with you. I actually think DJ going from the Clippers to the Mavs uh, makes the Clippers worse, obviously, and the Mavs not quite good enough to contend. So. Yeah, I think the other I agree. good teams in the West are happy about that. Yeah, if the Mavs were able to get DJ because they're going to play him as their second uh, offense uh, option on offense, that's not good for the Mavs. <laughs> so, right. Uh, he's, he should be finishing. I mean, the, the way the Clippers used him was the right way to use him, I think. So let's see if he proves us wrong. Yeah. Uh, the Bucks, Maddie. Resigned oh. Chris Middleton. They got Monroe. For, for the max, all they lost was Dudley in a cap trade that I think was bad. I feel like they should have just spent some money and kept Dudley. That would have been. I, yeah, I, I, it seemed Dudley was useful to them too. Yeah, uh, they did really well. I'll talk about them more in a second. The Heat were annoyingly good. They God damn it. inexplicably just these Winslow falls them at ten. Fuckers. Thanks, Michael Jordan. Yeah, seriously, can that guy just just stop playing? Just get out and stop screwing things up to hmm. help the Heat. Uh, Drogic signed for less than the max. Dang opted in. Wade gave them a one-year, $20 million deal. All they lost was, like, Beasley. And, 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 and Pat Riley even got in on the LaMarcus Aldridge. He got a meeting with – he got dinner with LaMarcus Aldridge. Like, Jesus, man, I fucking hate the heat. Um, Washington lost Pierce, but they, they did well in getting Dudley via trade, and they signed Gary Neal, which I think is a good deal. And they got David West. They did pretty well for themselves, I think, to, yeah. to at least kind of, kind of uh, tread water. Phoenix, okay, I agree. Phoenix had a near miss. They signed Tyson. It's a good sign. They signed Knight, uh, and they came so close to getting the Marcus Alders. That would have been amazing if they were able to swoop in and steal him and screw the Spurs. I was really pulling for that, especially because it might have meant that we would have gotten one of the Morris twins. But uh, And all they lost was the shitty Morris twin, Reggie Bullock and Danny Granger, who I had no idea was playing for Phoenix. Danny Granger? Yeah. 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 He's, oh. His best days are behind him, unfortunately. Yes. All right, Matt, give me your, your top eight in the East. Who is the top eight uh, going into next year for you? This, this is interesting. Um, so I'm going to walk through my thinking on this a little bit. Uh, I'll do it as quick as I can. But um, So from last year's playoff teams, uh, Cavs stay. They're still mm-hmm. a playoff Number team. Number one. 
Yep. Chicago, had, so I'm going to say the Cavs haven't really upgraded anything. They're, they're going to roll back close to the same unit, maybe some improvement on the margins. But they're there. Chicago keeping the team pretty much the same. We'll see if they what they do on the margins again, but they're still a playoff team. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks improved, in my opinion. Oh, big time. Not only with uh, signing Monroe, but they'll have Jabari Parker the whole year, hopefully. Um, that's, a, that's a good squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they are in. Um, the Hawks, uh, I think caught lightning in the bottle a little bit last year, but splitter, I think helps them a little bit as they didn't really have a true center. Yeah. I think Lose, really, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Losing Carroll hurts them. Um, but they get Cephalosha back and I think that's, you know, they found Carroll off the scrap heap and that's the interesting thing about three and D guys is I think you can find them. You can find them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the the Hawks come back. Mm-hmm. Um, now it starts to get interesting for me. Um, those bo- I think those that top four I feel pretty good about. Mm-hmm. Um, the bottom four. So I think the Heat get back in the playoffs now, right? Assuming they're relatively healthy for the year, um, I think they are back in with one of the spots. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, now my last three, I am going to go with. Sorry, I'm thinking here. There's, these are less than totally palatable decisions. Uh, the Wizards, yep. <laughs> the Wizards get back in with one of them. Um, God, you, you clearly did not write this down. <laughs> no, no, I wanted to. I wanted to think through it and just go through it in my head. Oh, what everybody, oh. what everybody was going to be like. You don't enjoy thinking things through out loud, Pat? Yeah, I just do it beforehand so I don't torture my uh, audience with my, oh, <laughs> my no. with with uncomfortable silences. <laughs> they want to hear what the thought process is like, Pat. <laughs> they don't want to hear you actually thinking. That's that's <laughs> critical to it. Somehow this is going to work out better in my head when I had it thought out. Can like I help that. you? Are, are the Raptors still in there? That's a weird one. So the Raptors, after the playoffs, it felt like they were going to do a total rebuild, right? Like that was the talk. They got swept out of the first round. It was embarrassing. Mm-hmm. It was everybody's for sale. And then they signed Carroll. I think they traded for Ilyasova. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. They're weird. Yeah. So I think this is where it gets really weird. They're they're borderline for me. The Nets were a playoff team last year. They are borderline for me to falling out. The Celtics were a playoff team last year. Yep. They are borderline to falling out. The teams that could come in and replace them. God, the Pacers were close last year, but it seems like they're rebuilding. Detroit, yeah, yeah, maybe the on Pacers, the upswing. Yeah, but the Pacers, yeah, I, my, my outside in are Pacers, Pistons, Celtics, because I feel like, yeah, but the Pacers get back a big player they missed the entire year. They're only losing really what? David West? And, they and added, Hibbert. And Hibbert, yeah, but they, they're adding Monta Ellis. I mean, I, I don't know. I could see, I could see them figuring things out. I could see them actually, because the way they, they're good, they're a well coached team. I think uh, Larry Bird actually knows what he's doing uh, with that team. I, I feel like they're they've got a lot of veteran guys from that the, that playoff run. I, I think they're going to be dangerous and definitely have a strong shot at the eighth spot. They're my they're my top pick for the eighth spot right now, followed by the Pistons and Celtics. Uh, uh, so so my my top eight, I think Cavs are number one. I still think the Hawks are really good. I think they'll be a really good uh, regular season team. I I I think they kind of repeat and hold on to the second spot by regular season at least. The Bulls are bringing everyone back, so I think they're probably third. I think the Heat are really good now with, with Dragic, but we'll see. I make them put them at four. The Bucks, at, for sure, at least at five. I think the Bucks might even get get, get home court advantage. They might even get to the fourth seed. Um, I agree. They're, they're long, dangerous. They're, they're a frustrating team to play on defense because of how long they are at every single position. Um, they're very young, so I think that's the one that's holding them back. But, uh, but Jabari Parker, 
coming back. Uh, that could be a really, really scary team, especially in the that long starting run. lineup of Monroe, Parker, Atatakumpa, Middleton, and Carter Williams is so interesting. It's crazy. Oh man! And then yeah, and then the, my my I'm rounding out with the Wizards at six, uh, Raptors at seven, and, and I think Pacers at eight, slightly edging out Pistons, Celtics, and uh, um, one other team I've already forgotten. <laughs> yeah, the bottom of the East is still bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And a couple lot there. Um, so Maddie, let me give you let me feel Lowry or something. Yeah, it could get weird. Yeah, oh the Nets, the Nets maybe. I guess the Nets maybe, but I'm still surprised they're even close. Um, yeah. All right, so in the West, Matty, I, I think the Spurs are number one. Um, really? Yeah. Over the defending champs. Yeah. I think I, the Warriors still might win more regular seasons because of the you know Popovich effect of resting his guys and not worrying about getting home court advantage. Uh, uh, so they might win the regular season record, but I don't think they'll be tops. By the, by the time the season ends, I don't think anyone's going to think going to put the Warriors above the Spurs in any power rankings in the playoffs. I think the Spurs will be the, the, the favorites coming out of the West. Um, okay. Okay, um, and then uh, and then I, the Grizzlies at third. I think they're they're solid. I think they're going to add some outside shooting, and that'll help one of their biggest Achilles heels. They had a nice, yeah, they had, had a, a good nice offseason. Uh, I have the Rockets at four. They they also look pretty good. Uh, I mean, they have big weaknesses, but I think they're a pretty solid team. Um, then I go with Mavs at five, but I could be wrong about that. I I, I may be overplaying. If Wesley Matthews is playing at his peak, you know, if he's back to his full self. I see them at five, uh, followed by OKC. I'm just kind of down on OKC, only because I don't trust. Oh, I, uh, yeah. I don't trust That's a little Durant. low for OKC, I think. Yeah, I, it is a little low, but I, I also don't really trust Durant coming back full strength. I don't know. It's a lot of surgeries on a foot. And if he, he's not back at 100%, I don't think they're going to get much higher than six or five in that conference. Um, and then Clippers I have all the way down to seven, uh, with the Pellies and Phoenix fighting it out for the eighth spot. You? Oh, that is inter- that is interesting. So I like uh, yeah. I think there is a. I think the top three in the West is San Antonio, Golden State, and and o- I think Oklahoma City. I'm going to assume Durant's healthy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is the top three. I think the next class of teams is Houston uh, and Memphis. At sort of a similar level. And then that bottom, the scrum there at the bottom would be interesting. I'm going to put the Mavs in. Um, I'm not so sure the Clippers get in, man. I think yeah. I think New Orleans I think New Orleans um, continues to grow and makes the move. And, and Anthony Davis is He's such so a beast. He's so good. He's so good. I, I, yeah, I got him. They're going to make a big jump next year. But I, 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 could, I couldn't figure out who they're going to jump. So I left them at eight. <laughs> yeah, I think Utah is a team um, oh, yeah. that's going to sl- get really good this year. I slept on Utah. I think I think they're going to be good. Um, I really could see the Clippers falling out, man. If they don't do something to add, they're they were so thin beyond their top three last year, anyway. Yeah, that's interesting. And I don't know. I I still think with uh, with with CP three and um, um, <laughs> Blake and Griffin, Griffin, Blake Griffin, I, Blake Griffin. I I I can't see them missing the playoffs. I don't know. We'll see. I don't. I don't see them being deep, deep players having a deep run in them. But uh, you know, you know, they were still good the year a couple of years ago when DeAndre Jordan wasn't DeAndre Jordan yet. You know, he was good. He was good, but he wasn't what he became this year. So I feel like they're they're still going to be good, and they got deeper at least in their backcourt. Um, so so we'll see. All right, Matt. Um, th- th- this is not just the Cavs. Uh, 
uh, podcast. This is the Cleveland Sports Hour, and we're going a little bit over an hour now. So let's uh, let's quickly wrap up with uh, some Tribe and Browns talk, okay? Yeah. How you feel? I'm down. So, so uh, a brutal stretch last week, um, uh, followed by a w- big winning streak. Uh, now followed by what? Uh, did, we, did we end up losing the game, or is it over yet? We lost. We lost. So now we lost. Three. We lost two in a row again. So uh, that's 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 two games in a row. Three would be a losing streak, as uh, as uh, Major League yeah. tells us. Um, I, you know, I saw this one insane stat from Kevin Dean that summed up the season. Uh, so he's, the, the Indians are thirty-four and thirty-two against teams other than the Tigers. We have a winning record against everyone but the Tigers, and the Tigers are thirty and thirty-six against teams other than the Indians. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, they've just been destroying us. They've owned us for years. Yeah. What? So, what are your thoughts on the tribe? Is is it is it time to stop watching them? Stop paying attention? No, it definitely is not time to stop paying attention just yet. And this, the last little run they were on the sweep of the Rays, and then the series against the Pirates, who are a really good team, by the way. Mm-hmm. And while we lost two of three, and that's disappointing. One was that one nothing game yesterday, and the other we just let slip away to get. And Garrett Cole was pitching for them, who's very good. Yeah. Yeah. I was super excited for the Tribe coming into this year. I still have a lot of hope. Our rotation is so good mm-hmm. um, and locked up for so long. Like that's We're always going to have a chance. We just need our offense to do something, something yeah. this year. What the hell happened going. to Santana? Oh, my God. He's terrible. And, and he's been born and He's been a big disappointment. Huh? Yeah. It's just Kipnis has been great. Brantley has, has, been, has been okay. He has been, he has been great, but he's been good. And yeah. just everyone else is you know, terrible. And we had some, t- you know, Gomes was hurt, um, and is yeah. still sort of, sort of coming back, and that hurt us a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a big deal. We've gotten nothing out of Bourne and Swisher, which is not really a surprise. And we should probably think about cutting bait with those guys. It's yeah. And I know they have another year on their contract after this. Mm-hmm. And that we hung with uh, Jose Ramirez and Lonnie Chisenhall on the left side of the infield um, for as yeah. long as we did. Was, yeah, Chisenhall. Those guys were negatives. Chisenhall fell off a cliff. But uh, I like uh, I like Urshela and Lindor yeah. will take a little bit of time to get his offense going. But even just defensively, they've been an upgrade already over yeah. there. Yeah, he is fantastic over there. Uh, and, and and one awesome extra note: uh, uh, Trevor Bauer is an as a fucking awesome lunatic. Uh, I don't know if you so saw this, fun, Maddie. isn't he? Yeah, Thursday Thursday night in Pittsburgh with a one That's run so lead, awesome a one run lead in the seventh inning. He, because he had to bat, we were, we were playing in Pittsburgh, he imitated the batting stances uh, in order of Avilas, Kipnis, and Rayburn throughout the entire at-bat. It was like a 12-pitch at-bat. He fouled off four pitches, worked the count full, and he got a walk. Yep. <laughs> totally straight-faced it, too. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is Arthur, uh, 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 Maddie coming to tell us that we, we got to wrap it up. Uh, so I, I, I think here, here, here's what I'll say. All right, we're going to go. I'm going to wrap up right now. You can wrap it up with me, Arthur, okay? So uh, uh, so the answer to the tribe is, again, not yet. It's not yet. I, and my final thing on the, on the tribe is that uh, as long as we're within five games of 500, we're worth watching. Because all we have to do is stay near yes. – striking us to 500. If we get hot in September, then all of a sudden World Series is a possibility. Because so many times you've seen this happen. A team that's been not on anyone's big power radar, right, gets really hot in September – Get, makes it as a wild card and then wins the tri- wins the championship. Yeah, and most uh, importantly for this team, Pat, is we have a nice young core that's going to be together for a while. Yeah, so even if it doesn't work out this year, we it's got a good time. exciting team, and yeah. we're not going to we're not going to deal off the good pieces from. Yeah, it. 
we got time with the pitching staff to figure out the offense and uh you know we'll, we'll yeah so and, and because the pitchers pitching staff there we're always going to be kind of in striking distance of 500 for the most part right so that's yep. that's that's, yep. that's a good thing uh the browns uh yeah you don't have to you don't have to panic them yet who gives a shit they're terrible uh yeah so, so, <laughs> I, I totally agree. Until further notice. Yeah, yeah. Until further notice. No until, until tra- even training camp, maybe training camp. I'll start paying attention. We'll see. All right, that uh, that does it for the Cleveland Sports Hour. Yeah. Good job, buddy. Yeah, it felt good. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks uh, with hopefully more to say about the tribe, uh, but it's probably still nothing to say about the Browns. Uh, and more yeah. about the tribe, and hopefully some more clarity around uh, the NBA yeah. and what the Cavs exactly looks like. exactly. Uh, so yeah. maybe so maybe a couple of weeks, uh, maybe end of July is possible. Maybe wait a couple of weeks. We'll see. Uh, either mid July or end of July, we'll be back with you guys. Um, until next time, this is Maddie and Patty saying. Friendship. <laughs> All right, Maddie. Take it easy. We Go Cavs. Go Tribe. Yeah, All we right, got buddy. We got, we got one left. See you later, man. Bye.